Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Top story for this week, the upcoming Create a Competitor Tournament being held Saturday, April 15th at Miso's Game Room and Collectibles in Louisville, Kentucky. $30 entrant fee. You can go to supershowthegame.com under the event section under shop and purchase your ticket, $30 ticket. Registration opens at noon Eastern. Play expected to start sometime between 12.30 and 1 p.m. Eastern. You will need to submit a deck list for this tournament. You'll either have to write out a deck list or take a photo of the cards in your deck and give that to the tournament organizer. The names of all the cards need to be visible. You'll have to give them your spectacle type, either Valiant or Newman. You don't have to write out every spectacle that you could potentially use, just if you're using the Valiant or the Newman. And you'll need to let them know what entrance cards you're using. So, competitor, cards in your 1 through 30 deck, entrance card, and spectacle type all must be given to the tournament organizer, either written out on a sheet of paper or in a photograph that you take and send them through Facebook Messenger, presumably. You do not have to have your spectacles signed in this event for them to be legal. You can use blank spectacles. That will be fine. 2020 Vision is in effect. The original General Manager John Clace is booked. The Devil's Advocate is booked. Snake Pit is booked. And Peter Lionheart is booked. Any other competitor is good to be played, singles competitor good to be played, at Mania April 15th. There will be a number of Swiss rounds based on the number of people who are in attendance at the event. 45-minute time limit per round once the time limit is reached. Crab meter goes all the way up to 5. All stop cards are blank. All gimmicks are blank. And you'll play till there's a winner. As far as top cut goes, only two stipulations that we're aware of, both the same stipulation. In the semifinal matches, main event stipulation will be used. In the finals match, the main event stipulation will be used. Other than that, no details on stipulations. They will let people know before the match happens if there's diversity, if two players are using the same competitor. And let me just go over diversity. Briefly, if you're not familiar with that, in most Super Show tournaments, if two people, two different people, are using the same competitor. So let's say Kirk Polka and I are both using El Super Ombre at the Misomania tournament. If after the Swiss rounds are over, both of us would have made the top cut based on our records, only the person who had the better record would make it because there will only be one El Super Ombre that makes the top cut of the tournament. If we were tied, then we would have a playoff match. Usually that's what happens. But that's what diversity is. You will never see two players 
in the top cut, both using the same competitor. One of them will be eliminated prior to the top cut. There are going to be a number of featured matches. We're going to see the United States Championship on the line. The champion, Ken Fouché, will be defending against the TBA's Drew Madsen. The Hardcore Championship is going to be on the line. The champion, Harvey Lester, will be defending against the frequent flyer. The Deep Six Championship will be on the line. Kirk Polka will be challenging the champion, Yasmin. There's going to be the final match of the TVA versus Misos players Barnyard Warfare series of matches. The final match will happen at Misomania. It's a tag team match. Harvey Lester and Kirk Polka versus Drew Madsen and Zach Action. Presumably the winner wins Barnyard Warfare. It's also been announced that this match will have championship implications. I'll talk about that a bit later when I talk about championship news. And then there's been one last featured match announced for the match card. The triad champion, the Cannoli, will be at Mesomania. And so, the triad championship will be on the line. Two of the people at Mesomania will be chosen to take on the Cannoli in a triad match. Winner is the triad champion. If Sherry Von Danish is on hand at Mesomania, she will be one of the two challengers for the cannoli. Now, from what I've heard, she's not going to be there. But if she is, she's in that match. We'll have to see, but right now it looks like no Sherry Von Danish at Misomania. Finally, there are going to be a few celebrity wrestling guests. Two of them from OVW. OVW announcer Eric Cornish will be there. And OVW wrestler Luke Curtis will be there. We also have, from AEW, Layla Gray. Those three people will be on hand signing autographs, presumably taking photos, at Misomania, again, April 15th. Be there at noon. Be there at noon, April 15th. They will be catering in lunch. I believe it's Taco Luchador is providing lunch. They're the restaurant that's being catered in. Once again, tickets on sale, $30 on Supershowthegame.com, under shop, under events. One last thing regarding Misomania. For those in attendance, you will receive four exclusive promo cards for the Misomania event. I don't know if those will also be available for sale on Supershowthegame.com, but for attendees, that's part of the attendee package. That's one of the things you'll receive for signing up to Misomania April 15th and being there in person. The weekend after Misomania, April 21st through the 23rd, Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo. Super Show the Game will be there. Now, as of right now, I have not seen anything announced by SRG Universe regarding potential events, potential new releases. I haven't seen anything from anyone about what's going to be happening at Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo. As far as tickets for that go, the weekend pass is 
Friday only 30, Saturday only 40, Sunday only 35. All of the VIP and ultra VIP tickets are sold out. The hours of the convention are Friday 3 p.m. to 8 p.m., Saturday 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., and Sunday 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. There will be celebrity guests on hand. Wrestling guests include Mick Foley, Dan Housen, Jungle Boy, and Anna Jay. There are also a number of other celebrity guests. William Shatner, probably the biggest name. Um, a couple of Power Rangers, some other Star Trek people, some voice actors. Quite a number of celebrity guests doing autographs and photos and whatnot. If you're interested in that type of thing. That's all I really know about Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo. Hopefully, we'll see more from SRG Universe about that. There are two episodes of Talk of the Universe before Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo starts. Hopefully, we'll get more information on one of those two. Next story I think I'll talk about, the 2023 Create a Competitor Competition. For March 29th through April 1st, we had the second match of the first round of the competition, a triad match, Matty Bar 1 versus Evil Dr. Karafe versus Lycan. It is confirmed that Matty Bar 1 won his match, so he will join the foreman and JAC in round two of the 2023 CCC. Now, I had hoped this week to give you who was going to be in match three. The match three announcement has been delayed until next week. So the earliest match three will start is April 19th. They'll announce who's in match three on the 12th. Those people get a week to promo. And then on the 19th, the match will start, assuming there are no delays. I am not happy with the number of delays we've had so far. We're two matches into the contest. We've had four weeks of matches, one week per match of promos, one week to actually have the match, and four weeks of delays. This is not a good sign to me. I really think once the CCC starts, it needs to keep rolling. Delay upon delay, not good. Hopefully that will change going forward. But right now, delay in the CCC. Next match scheduled to be announced April 12th. Hopefully that still happens. That's where we are, though. Congratulations to Matty Bar 1 for going on to round 2. We had one championship match this past week, not including what may happen on Sunday Night Fights. Give you a little peek behind the curtain. This is being recorded prior to Sunday Night Fights. As of right now, it's up in the air as to whether or not Sunday Night Fights will happen. If it does, the results will be on the end of the show. Right now, though, I'm aware of one championship match happening this past week. Wednesday after Talk of the Universe, the Intergalactic Championship was on the line. The challenger from the TVA, Rambo Apocalypse, playing as the overgiver. Simon Strauss, the champion, playing as the executioner. Now, there's a little bit different format with this. 
unlike most championships, I think unlike every other championship in Super Show the Game, the Intergalactic Championship is held by the man, not the competitor. And so every match, the champion uses a different competitor than they used in the previous match. For this match, it was decided that both champion and challenger would buy a number of old school packs. And from those old school packs, they would pick one competitor to use, and that's who they would use in this match. I believe from what I saw on the show, Rambo Apocalypse bought around five decks. Simon Strauss bought one. So of the multiple choices Rambo Apocalypse had, he picked the Overgiver. Simon Strauss had the Executioner, obviously the new version of the Executioner, because that's what's in the old school packs. And they have a match. Standard singles match. It ends up going to crowd meter three. The winner at crowd meter three, new champion Rambo Apocalypse. Congratulations to Rambo Apocalypse for winning, I believe, his first major LFF championship. His first ever LFF gold. Congratulations to him. Now, let's talk about upcoming matches, tournaments, other things revolving around championships for Super Show the Game. I think we'll start with the most complicated. The United States Championship. The current champion is Ken Fouché. Funtime Bob has a shot at some point. Either before that shot or after that shot, there's going to be a tournament made up primarily of former United States champions. Those champions had until this past Wednesday to record a video promo, throwing their hat in the ring. Those that did are in the tournament. There's around 10 to 11 of those. In no particular order, the former champions that are going to be in the tournament are Hold the Line Harry, the Harm City Hitman Andrew Mecky, Colin the Crononaut, the Screaming Danshee, the Cheetah, and Eddie Fury. There were a couple champions that could not participate because they already hold other championships. One of those, Harvey Lester, he gave his shot to Alexander Slamilton. The other, the prize fighter Simon Davner, he gave his to the Tartan Terror. Phil Birch has already been announced as one of the non-champions to have been given a shot. There was also a late addition, Teru the Shogun, one of the former champions, did make a promo. Didn't get on the original list, but should be in the tournament. And then for some reason, Prince Butters was on the list, but he is not, from what I understand, a former champion. How he got on the list, I don't know. That's being worked out. Those are the current people in the tournament. The remaining spots for the next week until next Wednesday. That is to say, it's the 9th of April as I'm recording this until the 12th of April. You can post a promo, throw your hat in the ring, or nominate somebody else that you would like to see in this tournament. They're going to have 16 people in the tournament, and it'll just be a 16-man single elimination bracket. We may see various polls as this tournament goes on for people to vote on things like stipulations. And then the last thing I have about this tournament is that there had been some discussion about requiring the former United States champions to use the competitors they held the belt with or to be able to choose whatever competitor they want. 
there was a poll taken during the last episode of Talk of Universe on Twitch. The poll was on Twitch. And by a vote of 56 to 44%, the former champions should be able to use whatever competitor they want to in this tournament. That's the United States Championship Tournament news. Let's go next to the big one, the World Heavyweight Championship. The general manager, John Clace, has announced that the next contender for the LFF World Heavyweight Championship is going to be determined by a birdcage match. There were a number of people who made promos, put their name out there to get in the birdcage match. Here are the six that have been chosen in no particular order by the general manager, John Calace, for the shots. We have Atlanta's champion, Piglet. Bobby, Mother Love in Ohio. Boom Bada. Alec Ventresca. The Lucha Maniacal Uberstar. And, and this ties back into Mesomania, one of the people in the final Barnyard Warfare tag team match. Presumably one of the people on the winning team will be the final man in the birdcage. As a reminder, representing Miso's games, that playgroup is the tag team of Harvey Lester and the phenomenal one, Kirk Polka, representing the TVA, Drew Madsen, and Zach Ashley. So one of those four will be the final man in the birdcage where the winner will get a shot at the LFF World Heavyweight Championship. Next, I have some news about the LFF Tornado Tag Team Championship. The current champion, Mark Perry, with F and Impact, will be taking on Challenger, the Cheetah, with two cats, two Purrius, on Sunday Night Fights, April 16th. So a week from today, as I'm recording this, we will see an LFF Tornado Tag Team Championship match. There's been a contender announced for the LFF Tri-State Championship match. That contender who will challenge the current champion, Press 1P, at some point, date and time, to be named later, Crime Waves, Jokerfish. Jokerfish is the next contender. Phil Birch has been named as a contender for the Midwest Coast Championship, currently held by the Grump, a.k.a. Chili Willy, Danny Thunder. That's what I have about championship matches from this week. I've reported previously that on April 23rd, the LFF Tag Team Championship will be played for on Sunday Night Fights. The Challengers howling at the Golden Moon. The Champions, the Dangerous Alliance. On April 17th, 8 p.m. Monday night, the Trios Championship will be on the line as the champion Chugonomics takes on Challenger Simple Chuck. And at some point in April, Simon Davner, the Underworld Champion, will take on, out of FCW, the Corrugated Cardboard Villain. That's all I have on championships. I have no new updates on Faction Wars. I have no new updates on Rising Stars. And I think now let's talk about the online tournaments from this past week. Only two that I'm aware of. The Monday Night Consigliere fights, or is that Consigliere? I'm not sure on the pronunciation, but Brian Schmidt's Monday Night Fights 
and Chibi's Thursday night fights. We'll start with Monday night fights. I believe that this was the tournament that had no entrance fee because they hit a certain sub goal on Twitch. It's a tornado tag team tournament, 32 players, group stage tournament, eight groups, four players per group, top two players advance into the top cut. So we have 16 players in the top cut. And then it's just single elimination to the finals. The top four in this tournament end up being in fourth place, playing a Zen Garden, the once-in-a-generation generational talent, the GOAT Brock Smith. In third place, playing as the tag team from the Catalyst Wrestling box set, the Ugly Ducklings, the Cannoli. The finalists were John Polverino playing as the Mad One, and Jokerfish playing as My Girls with the winner, Crime Waves Jokerfish. Congratulations to him for winning Monday Night Fights. This brings us to Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. There were 16 players in this week's tournament. Again, they ran it group stages to a top cut. Four groups, four players per group. Top eight make the top cut. Top two records per group, so we have a top eight. There are no stipulations listed on the information I have. Quite possibly New York rules in the quarterfinal round, and then we'll just have to see what happens, but that's what I have. The top four end up being in fourth place, playing as Runtime Terror, Prince Butters. In third place, playing as Robert the Brain Dunn, Robert the Brain Dunn himself. Great to see the Brain back playing Super Show. The finalists were Press1P as the Master Chef LMP and Jokerfish as the original Executioner, the original version of the Executioner. With the winner, Press one P. So, so first, congratulations to Press one P. But Monday night, Press one P versus Jokerfish. Jokerfish wins Thursday night. Press one P versus Jokerfish. Press one P wins. I believe this is why the rubber match is going to be for the LFF Tri-State Championship. Very exciting to hear that. Now, as I'm going through my information on online tournaments from this past week. I see that there was a pop-up tournament on Friday. If I'm looking at this correctly, it looks like they had 10 players. They did two groups, five players per group, top two from each group advanced to the top cut. So it's simply semifinal match and then final match. The top four were, in fourth place, the GOAT Brock Smith. In third place, the prize fighter Simon Davner. The finalists were Cheshire and Ricky Wright. I have no information on what competitors they used. I didn't even know this happened until I was going through the challenge and saw it pop up. I went through the Facebook group. I don't see any results on this pop-up tournament. I did reach out to the Cheetah who was running this, and I can confirm that Ricky Riot, a.k.a. Chris Pate, won. So congratulations. Chris Pate for winning the Friday night pop-up event. That's all the online tournament results I have. I do have one locals report that I was sent. This was for a Miso's six stop tournament that took place on Saturday. Just six players, round robin tournament. Top three end up being in third place. 
playing as Raven, Kyle Crabtree. In second place, playing as Najamai Karpolka. And the winner as Merlin Von Berlin, Harvey Lester. That's all their tournament results I have for this week. This brings us to the final event, Sunday Night Fights. Sunday Night Fights tonight was billed as an open Midwest Coast challenge against the consigliere to the SRG BOSS, Mr. Brian Wakeford Schmidt. So the first man picked for the open challenge was the Meeple Craig Brett. But when he showed up, it turns out it wasn't a challenge against Brian Wakeford Schmidt at all. It was an open challenge for the Midwest Coast Championship. So the Meeple Craig Brett playing as Liger takes on Midwest Coast champion, the Grump, playing as the Grump. Standard singles match goes to crowd meter zero. The winner, still champion, the Grump, Danny Thunder. Congratulations for that victory. Afterwards, the Grump takes on a second challenger. Another Midwest Coast player, John Mathis, comes in, plays his new competitor, the Heathen Cruel, Cruel released at Grand Gathering 3. This match also goes to crowd meter zero. And the winner here, still the Grump. The Grump faces two challengers, puts two down. After this match, the Grump is given the option to defend a third time. He's allowed to pick his opponent of three people on standby for the Midwest Coast. Eddie Fury. Pat the Thinker, and the Foreman. And even though he's faced the Foreman once before, he gives the Foreman a rematch. This time the Foreman is using El Blanco Diablo. The Foreman takes the Grump to crowd meter one, and at crowd meter one, the winner still champion the Grump. So the Midwest Coast Championship defended three times. All successfully, the Grump walks out of Sunday night fights. Still the Midwest Coast champion. Now, coming up on Sunday Night Fights for the next few weeks, on the April 16th show, the Underworld Championship, the Veterans Championship, and the Tornado Tag Team Championship will be defended. The week after, April 23rd, the LFF Tag Team Championship will be defended, and we will have the six-person birdcage match to determine the next contender for the LFF World Heavyweight Championship. And then, scheduled for April 30th on Sunday Night Fights, the LFF Tri-State Tag Team Champions will defend against whichever team ultimately wins the current tournament ongoing right now to determine the next contender. So we have the match cards for the next three episodes of Sunday Night Fights booked. They're going to be hot ones, so tune in to see all of these big championship matches, contender matches. Brian Waitford Schmidt putting on a good show for the next three weeks. I didn't mention this, but he mentioned it quite a bit during Sunday Night Fights. There were some new releases this week. Seven new competitor sets, two singles cards. On sale now, supershowthegame.com, under the new section. But they also did a price reduction on competitor sets. 
all the competitor sets, single competitors right now. I'm not sure about Tornado Tag or Trio. I actually will check that really quickly. Yes, just the single non-independent competitors. All of those currently on sale for $10, including the ones that just released most competitors, normally $15. A few were higher than that. All $10. Not sure if it's for a limited time, if it's the new ongoing price, but right now, SuperShowTheGame.com, single competitors, $10 a piece. That's full competitor set. Finishes and competitor card. As far as tournaments for this upcoming week, outside of Misomania that I've mentioned is going to be April 15th at Misos Game Room and Collectibles in Louisville, Kentucky. Nothing is currently posted on SuperShowTheGame.com concerning online tournaments, but I'd expect to see something Monday. I'd expect to see something Thursday. I expect them to run Dojo on Tuesday night, twitch.tv slash srguniverse, 8 p.m. start time, I believe. And then just keep your eye out for any pop-ups that may happen. With that being said, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I would like to thank all of you for listening, and a good day.